0: Hello and welcome at the intro episode for Broken Compass. I'm your host, uh, Danik, and I'm lost in life. And that's why I decided to start this podcast. It's a podcast about how people navigate their life when they feel lost or stuck with all the good and bad and bittersweet. Um, Because I thought if I don't know what to do in my life, maybe I should talk to other people. And of course, uh, there is more to this story than these few lines. And to kind of explain to you what this uh, podcast is about, I invited a co-host for this first episode, which is one of my best friends, Peter Mraz. Hello, Peter. Hello, hello. Hi there. And uh, Peter is not just a co-host, he is also the guest of the very first episode uh, that uh, we recorded. So if you if you enjoyed his conversation today, you should definitely tune up and listen uh, later to his uh, to the first episode that we did together it' will be
1: interesting. that <laughs> The tables have turned, and now yeah, they
0: have turned, and now uh, now it's your turn to uh, to ask me whatever questions uh, are in your mind. Before we continue, I have to put here a little content warning, because in this episode we're going to talk about mental health and suicide. And with that, let me give word back to Peter.
1: Yeah, let's start the podcast as I would be the the host. So. Uh, hello, everybody. There's uh, today's host Dan Beseda, uh, coming from Czech Republic. Uh, traveled all around the world. Uh, I've been to many countries in the world with him, and I had many, many deep conversations and uh, fun discussions and many, many beers with him. Uh, and we have one con-
0: right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're having one right now, uh, and maybe, maybe a few more. Uh, who knows? Uh, and. Uh, yeah, uh, he is. He's gonna be your host throughout the, the podcast series. Uh, I'm here to pry on his, on his life, how this podcast started, why he came up with the idea, and what's his mission and vision, as the corporate world would say, <laughs> for this podcast. So, hello, Dan <laughs> ambassador.
0: Hello, Peter. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you can be my host today.
1: <laughs> no, happy to. Uh, so, uh, maybe first start. Where are you now? Where you are geographically located? Um, I'm in Buenos Aires, in
0: uh, Argentina.
1: Yeah, and we are doing this yeah. across the Atlantic. I'm in London, in the yeah. UK.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: The last time we've done this was, I was in London still, still the same place. I moved like two meters away uh, from the table <laughs> to the couch and you moved probably a few thousand miles.
0: Yeah. I was in Prague uh, last time we've, uh, we've recorded the first episode.
1: Yeah. Let, let's, yeah, let's start with what, what happened before, yeah, the first episode really. Before uh, episode,
0: it was a, it was a quite a, quite a year. So we recorded the first episode in somewhere in April this year, 2022. And the year before 2021 was kind of, um, one of the best year in my life, I guess, uh, at least a part of it because, um, I had my dream job. I was working for a startup that was trying to replace plastic by material made of wo- out of waste. And, um, and I was kind of in a position to, to drive the mission and vision and all these kind of things. Um, and that was, uh, I really enjoyed it. At the same time, you know, the that, that job provided me a flexibility uh, with regards to time and money that I could do whatever I wanted uh, apart from it. And I had a really nice apartment in the neighborhood of Vrsovice in Prague with a really big terrace and uh, Kitchen Island, which was always kind of a dream of mine because I love cooking and having a Kitchen Island, like I always wanted to have one. This was the first time in my life I had one. I think the, the best thing about all of it was that, uh, you know, I had my girlfriend Liz to, to share it with. And Liz also loved cool, uh, cooking, so the Kitchen Island was uh, kind of the, the, the main thing about the apartment. And although it was, um, you know, covid I think it was actually great because we got to uh, a lot of time to spend together because we were locked up uh, together, you know, and we were thinking about our biggest problem were basically what we're going to cook next, uh, who is going to win the next uh, game of Catan when we didn't play with you by the way, because we also used to play uh, together with our friends. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're very com- we were all competitive about uh, the Catan. And we're also thinking about what kind of uh, crazy adventure of mine we're going to try next, uh, you know, 30 days of cold shower or growing our kombucha or something like that.
1: Oh, I should do that. I'm going to do that in my house uh, once it's finished. Yeah, you should. It's fun. Growing
0: kombucha is fun. It's uh, the first time we did it together with Liz. It didn't really like work out (laughs) that well. But as we kind of learned it, uh, you know, it, it became better and better. So it was really nice. And by the way, I got that idea from our friend uh, Fedor. And um, so he got of me course. into <laughs> <laughs> so Of course, well. Fedor. <laughs> And yeah, and I guess like the last like biggest thing uh, that we were thinking about is like, where are we going to go next for, for for a trip once we are allowed, and uh, once the COVID is over? Because we, both me and Liz, love to, uh, to travel. You no, know, so um that was kind of the, the first uh, part of 2021 and um it was really good until um one day, um 4th of July when um I got back home and I finally is dead in our apartment and yeah it kind of <sighs> it turns your life upside down and nothing really made sense. Um
1: I guess it must have been a great shock. Uh, and I remember Sivo kind of, yeah, send me a text that it happened. And uh, we were all kind of shocked. And uh, yeah, I was in, on holiday in Croatia. He cut his holiday shorts to, to go and help you. And uh, yeah, it, it seemed like you were living the life. And now, we were doing the intro it all of a sudden it, it drops like a waterfall yeah something
0: yeah and i think you know it's it's not something that you know nothing can prepare you for something like that mm. and um yeah and, and um you know i it's also f- again, funny funny that you know when whatever like you are married right if if your wife would die god bless it that she won't <laughs> for 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 a long long time uh because andrea is a great woman um you will be called widower, right? But there is not really a name for for people who are not married. Like, what do you call them? No? You know, you're a guy with a dead girlfriend. And isn't like, I think it's strange, you know, I think it's like people, like you're not supposed to, like people are not supposed to die young, you know, and like that concept kind of is weird. And like, although for me it's the same, you know, for me, this was not a girlfriend. She was the girlfriend. She was the girl that I would marry one day and... um. Actually, like oh, you know, in that last message, she told me that uh, she asked me and she wants to have family with me, and and yeah, so it's 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 kind of the same experience, but I think it's it's just like so weird, you know, it's not something that's supposed to happen. Like we don't know what to do about it, and uh, um, so yeah, it, it, it's uh, really it's it's also very blurry, you know. I don't really remember what what happened like the, the few weeks after like. I remember pieces and bits, but it's not like...
1: Has your mind kind of like shut down? And is it is it some some points of that time are blank or...
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, there are like, there are some things I remember. It's really weird, you know, because I remember that like when, uh, after it happened, I spent some time with my uh, family in the in, in house of my parents. And I remember waiting like, there was a lot of people who visited me, which I'm, by the way, I'm really grateful. I don't know how I would get through it without you calling me and and all of our friends uh, coming to to see me and, and my my family. And I remember counting down like seconds till somebody is going to come up. So like I could just be with them and, and not think or, or be distracted or something. I don't know how to describe it. And then, uh, but then like all of that is blurry, you know? I remember like people came to visit me, but I don't remember what we talk about. Like I know we walked in the forest because we always walked in the forest. That's that's the only thing I remember about it. And and yeah, it's uh it's also like when you said that the mind shuts up. Sometimes also about the feelings that you know shut down. Like there are moments when I just didn't feel anything. You know, there are moments where like people always think that you know if you grieve, you are this uh, miserable. Piece of mess, which I, by the way, been many times. But it's also about the fact that you just sometimes you don't feel anything, you know, like your your mind shuts to protect you, which kind of feels weird because it makes you feel even worse because you're like, why well, I'm not feeling it. like? Does it mean that I didn't love that person enough, or why I'm not supposed to? I'm not grieving the way I'm supposed to grieve, you know? Or that's mm-hmm. thing in our idea right? So yeah, I think that's uh, there that was uh, there was stuff, and basically, you know, I think the first few. Months where, like, I would summarize it about, like, literally, surviving. And actually, you know, when uh, at the at the end of the year, um, I was on a trip to uh, to Canary Islands. I, I randomly went to Canary. Island. I don't even know why I went there. Why I just went there. Uh, by the way, it was really horrible because it was in the season, so everything was booked. And I I I never thought about the season. I just booked a ticket, you know, and then I was there. And um. And yeah, and then like, and at the end of the year, I was writing in my diary, like, what was, what was the success of my year? And uh, I only wrote down one word and the word was survived. That that was my biggest success of 2021. And, um, and I kind of meant it because, uh, you know, it was tough. It was, there were moments where I was saying like, fuck it. I'm, uh, I might as well just like not be here. It would be like much easier. And I think it was about one, well, losing at that stuff. But I also lost the person that I used to go to for comfort. So now was, there was nobody to, to kind of go to, you know, because she was the person that would like say kind words or tell me something nice when, when things didn't go the way I wanted. And mm. I think the last thing is that Yeah, you know, like, I I think I'm a positive person. And I think also, like, I always strive to make people happier and help them grow and and make make them have more positive vibes. And here I was, you know, and I was this miserable mess. And I literally felt like how people are more sad when they are with me, or they are worse, worse off, basically. So much that some people, like, stop talking to me, you know, for some time. Even the people who helped me in the beginning, like, so much. They did So much things for me that they at one point they just needed to take a break, which is like there's nothing wrong with it, you know. I don't like right now when I look at it, like of course it makes sense, but at the time for me it was kind of just like yes, you're right, you're just like making everybody war- else worse. You don't really have anything else to to live for, so why are you even here? And yeah, and I think I really survived just because uh, every time I was. In a very, very dark spot, somebody would pull me out like randomly. you know it was always a coincidence. It didn't happen that like i was uh, I was really sad uh, and depressed and then uh, no it was always some kind of coincidence you know um so i I'm very grateful that I had so much support around me because I don't think that everybody has something like that and and I don't know how I would get through it uh, um without it
1: yeah uh I just Want to acknowledge that uh, what he said, like you survived that year, it's 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 something quite quite deep. Yeah, people have this. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, they write uh, what they want to achieve in that year, and maybe they list. I, I do it even every year, probably now for a few years now, and I list maybe like ten things in like four different categories. Uh, and yeah, uh, surviving a like uh, passing of a close person is—it's never there. Yeah, it's uh, and yeah, kind of we are at the time in our lives uh, where you know these things happen. Yeah, it's—I guess in a few years, all of our parents will be a bit older, and it will be the time where you know uh, kind of natural progression of life will happen. But this, uh, what happened with Liz um, and you, and, and I guess in in terms, in certain way, to all of us, yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, uh, it was not on anybody's plan, and it's something which yeah, you had to, uh, to deal with the most, and I, I think you've done a great job, and I think you from at least what I know. And of course, I have more questions for you to, to how you approached it, but uh, you dealt with it in a very healthy way. Uh, how,
0: how, did you, how did you feel about it? Because I never, I never asked you. I don't think I ever asked you. Um, I think I went to like a solution mode, mm.
1: like uh, Bencivo wrote me. Uh, and he kind of asked for, I guess, solutions at that moment, like anything what could help. And I wrote him like, "Uh, look, just go there, be with him, Uh, don't leave him. And mainly the first thing, like really take him, hold him uh, and uh, look into his eyes and say, this is not your fault. Yeah, because my kind of uh, view at that point was, I was worried for you that you'll take it as, as this is in some sort your fault. Yeah. I think now, you know, it's not, but with that shock, it might be. And uh, I guess it's quite hard to, it's, it's really just me guessing. And maybe I'm projecting here something which didn't even cross your mind, but. Uh, mm-hmm. No, like,
0: it does cross your mind for sure. And yeah. it's, even, even if you know that, even if your rational mind knows that it's not, by the way, I think we didn't say it expressively. So the thing is that this didn't just die. She uh, died by suicide um that's I what like was how he says it, it. yeah because i don't know like i feel when you know people say commit it it means like it was her decision but that's really hard for me to to you know was it i mean i'm not an expert but i think that there is uh, there's a no, there's i, I, it, I do know. believe it's
1: it's it's the proper language to use yeah and uh i guess yeah going forward uh this is something where yeah um the language is quite loaded with this yeah uh in Mm. some countries i think it's even still illegal yeah as it is a crime to kind of uh uh, go after your own life i researched it i'll tell you later uh Mm. why um but i think it's changed in in slovakia i'm not sure about czech republic that it's not a crime Mm. anymore it's definitely not a crime in the uk uh because then it it removes the stigma. Yeah. Like you're not, uh, yeah, doing something, uh, committing a crime when you're feeling like you can't cope anymore. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 that fact like kind of builds on top of that, but that's a side story. Let's continue with yours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I just want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stigma about it. I agree. And, um, and you know, for the, for the, the year of 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 having this uh, this uh, experience and everything, and I talk to a lot of people, and um, and because you have this experience, like people are often talking to you in a different way. And I have like found people that, like I people I, a lot a lot of people who have thought about something, uh, who have thought about suicide. You know, it's not something uh, we just don't talk about it. But I think that's even worse, you know, because if we would talk about it, maybe. If you, if you know that people have problem, you can help them. If you don't know it, you can't do anything about it, right? Yeah.
1: So. I think everybody has these thoughts, yeah? I, I remember having these thoughts like years back, yeah? Uh, that like it's, it's kind of a random thought. Sometimes it comes to your head. You don't act on it, yeah? And mm. I guess where it gets dangerous is when you're thinking of actually acting on it, yeah? Mm. And that's where that border kind of. We all have these crazy thoughts, like, yeah, I would like to. I'm angry or I'm I'm full of rage. I would like to rip somebody's head off. You maybe even visualize it, but you don't do it, yeah, because yeah. well, you would hurt them. So yeah, th- I, I think everybody has these thoughts. It's just how we cope with it and uh, what what we do. Uh, with, with those thoughts. Yeah. And, uh, it might be quite hard for some people to, something drives them to actually, yeah, uh, take action.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, there is also, um, mental health and mental sickness or disorders. That's, that, that's why, you know, I prefer the word die than commit because you don't really know if it was like, uh, you know, what, was it the person or was it something that was wrong in their brain that didn't work the way you, like it does for most of people? And that's something that you never know, never going to know. And that's, I think the, that's the tough part about it. It happened and you will never know. You will never understand it, you know? And, and you know what, it's funny that, um, like when people, when you tell people like, oh, you know, like my girlfriend died or something like that and per- first think like, Everybody asks almost like not everybody, but me, 90 ninety ninety percent of people are how. You know, it's kind of like if it would change something, you know? Like it doesn't. Like that person is still deaf, and whatever way they died doesn't really make it any better for you. They are dead, right?
1: As in they ask which way what she Yeah, she, what, happened? She, yeah.
0: She, yeah. Mm-hmm. what happened? Okay. Um and I don't like <laughs> I mean, I get it. I understand, you know, that, that people ask that, like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like an observation. Uh, maybe I took it a little bit. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Uh, uh, although it's sometimes, you know, when you go through a lot of these conversations, like, why well, you need to know that? Well, I can only
1: imagine, yeah. Uh, uh, like, I don't like when somebody asks me, you know, I, I have four people ask me, oh, how is life with a, with a newborn? And uh, the first two times it's maybe fun to say, oh, you know, he's smiling, da 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 da. The fourth time it's kind of like, I, I hope the next person doesn't ask me. And that's like the the happy things mm-hmm. you can have in your you have in your life. Yeah. But if the tenth person asks you, yeah, how did she die of suicide, uh, it's I, I I can imagine. Yeah, that's not the. Something you want to to be explaining, and I I guess there is lack of awareness even in the society, yeah. Um, mm. Especially about well, this topic, everybody's kind of like avoiding it, and, and, and yeah, but
0: even I think it's not just this topic. You know, I think even generally deaf, and especially in 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 our part of the world, even more. I think like it's still a stigma, right? People like, what do people do when when you tell them somebody died? It's, people don't know you know they say they said we say i'm sorry for your loss you know like, mm-hmm. like, what are you sorry for like are you sorry that <laughs> did you killed that person like what what are you sorry for you know like um and uh you know uh, and i think i talked about it in the, some of the episodes but did i talk to you about the word saudade no so saudade is brazilian uh, brazilian portuguese word and uh, it means missing something but like a place, person or experience. And it's, it's kind of this profound of sadness of missing it, but it's also mm. this gratefulness for the fact that you experienced it, that you could have it, you know? Mm. And I saw, what is I the word again? Saudaji. Saudaji. Yeah. And, uh, okay. and I, you know, I've seen this, I don't know, was some TV show, or whatever, or movie. And there was this uh, person on a plane and they lost their husband, boyfriend, whatever and somebody asked them like about it and they said like oh i'm sorry for your loss and they were like are you sorry that i spent like three years like three awesome years with the most amazing person on the planet and that's like i feel the same you know like i'm happy i had the, the time i had with liz i wouldn't change it for anything and uh would i love to have more yeah fuck. Yeah does it suck still sucks that she did that? Yes it sucks it will suck tomorrow 10 years from now it will suck every day you know there's not something that will ever be good but also like I still would rather have those that time than not having it even if it's sad and even if there's a lot of pain um by the way the pain also reminds you that it was real you know um mm. so i think that uh is something that uh, we shy away a lot from, from pain and sadness and crying in our countries. Um, but I think for me, it's it kind of learned me that that that's kind of part of life. And, um, and I remember by the way, going to a uh, wedding of our friend, Andy, uh, and that happened, that wedding happened like a few weeks after this passed away. And, and we were supposed to go there together. So, then make it kind of really weird to be there and, uh, you know, I was surrounded with all our friends, like the best people in the world, basically all in one place, like what more do you want? And, uh, and there was, uh, and they had an awesome ceremony because they were the, the the person who was doing the ceremony was Veronica, which is, uh, they're both friends of both of them. She get to know both of them, I think before they actually meet each other. Uh, and she had like, she was telling the story about how she met them, how they, how she knew that uh, one of uh, they are in love together, like the moments, and it was so beautiful, you know. And 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 it it makes you really happy to hear it, but at the same time, you know, I was, I was sad and I was crying because I was like, yeah, Liz cannot hear it. She's not here, and she cannot hold my hand, and she cannot like lay her hand uh, on my shoulder, uh, and we cannot experience this moment together. And I felt happy and sad at the same moment which sounds really weird but that's kind of what i experienced it and I, I i think you know i used to be very just on the happy positive side everything is great and don't ever show somebody if you feel sad and uh, don't show up too much your emotion especially the negative one yeah the negative one if you're happy of course be happy and uh and we talk more about these uh things uh, you know when we recorded the first episode um but I think that the kind of being sad and happy at the same time is something that uh, that I learned from it, you know.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, quite profound. Yeah, you can have two very, let's say, polar different uh, emotions at the same time. Which, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, that I mentioned. Yeah, I struggle with. Uh, since then, uh, my, my therapist gave me a good lesson that uh, they maybe are not even negative or positive. That oh, yeah. They are just, they are just emotions. Yeah. Uh, we just label them as such. Uh, but
0: uh, yes, I agree with that. At you. the end,
1: I, I think if I don't experience happiness fully, it gives me the same anxiety as if I don't experience rage fully. Hmm. Uh, it's quite interesting. Um, so uh yeah so we are now kind of we know what uh, happened as in the big event of the elephant in the room uh we covered the few weeks past past that event uh you ask me still maybe I have a few words to say about uh how I reacted to it and uh because I don't think we, we spoke about it in the, in the episode where I was the, the guest. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, as you say, it, it's tough. Uh, the first kind of reaction is like the solution mode, uh, which, yeah, we are so kind of from our, I guess also jobs and career kind mm. of driven to solve problems for whoever, uh, the companies or shareholders, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh yeah, the empathy of it kind of uh gets lost that to to just be there, yeah mm. and I guess from what you were saying, you were counting down seconds till somebody shows up that's that's maybe something what the person, and this is mm. something maybe for the last uh, lesson for also the listeners is that uh it might be just the empathy people are looking for in such such moments that somebody to really just by their side and uh, yeah yeah, spend time together not even maybe say words yeah um, or just listen yeah you know? that's
0: uh yes it's a skill uh, yeah and I think you know people like sometimes understand like a lot of people are like some well some people literally said it and some people like you can observe that they 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 fought it is they were like I don't know what to say well be surprised, I don't know what to say you know mm. It's, it's like not, there's no manual to it. There is, nobody tells you what. And uh, I think that the the biggest thing is just like to, to say it like, hey, this happened, you know, like acknowledge it. Like I remember a lot of the conversation where I knew that people knew and we spent half an hour or hour like talking about, I don't know, some bullshit, you know, for me everything mm-hmm. was bullshit at, at the point basically. And then only afterwards, and I, I, I felt like I physically was shaking and I was like physically distressed because I was like, why people talk about how was the train ride?" Where we all know that, like, how is this important, you know, like, and, and I know that, you know, people, people just didn't know how to start this conversation, but it's much harder for you even to, to start this conversation because you cannot even think about how to start these conversations. You are just so out of it that, uh, um, yeah. So I think that acknowledgement is really just like say, and you don't even have to say it, you know, something like a big hug is already like acknowledgement, at least for me. It's different for everybody, right? This is very um, individual thing. But for me, like when people, like some people didn't say anything, they just hugged me. I kind of knew, I like, okay, we acknowledge that this is a shitty situation. Um, And then you can, you know, talk, whatever, say, I think it's always good to ask, like, you know, I don't know what to say. What will help you? Do you want me to tell you stories? Do you want me to shut up? Uh, Do you want me to ask you something? Yeah. I think that's, uh, just ask. I think that's, that's helps. Yeah. I
1: was given, uh, yeah, again, just, by by my therapist, that kind of yeah. In these situations, so you have two options: yeah? either cool. uh, give solutions or empathy. Uh, and you should you should give it, that person on the receiving end uh, the choice. You know, and I guess acknowledgement is some sort of empathy. Um, I had an idea for for an interesting T-shirt.
0: Uh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> or maybe uh, I'll tell you now. Just, um, just say it. If somebody publish uh, it, we want uh, royalties from, from the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Me. You know
1: how people uh, do all these drugs like ketamine, cocaine, mm. methamphetamines, heroin, you know, just to really like numb themselves and uh, drive those, what we say, negative emotions out or, or, or extreme emotions out and kind of level themselves yeah. out. I would like put all these like drugs the names on the t shirt and just like put in the middle like, have you tried self compassion, which mm. okay, that's now he's looking deep <laughs> yeah, uh that's something I think is at the heart of any of like people's struggle, yeah, that you just need more self compassion. I think the acknowledgement of what what we talked about just now is. Essentially, it boils down to self-compassion, but it, it helps to have the acknowledgement also from other people.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you know, um, there's this... Um, basically, they've they they they've said somewhere that um, when somebody who who was really close to you died, that person played a certain role. They were giving you love in a certain way, right? Mm. And for me, from least it was a lot of compassion, you know? That, that's kind of what I meant when I would go to comfort where and you need to learn how to now give that to yourself by yourself you know like sometimes yeah. I think like what would Liz uh, tell, tell me if this when this happens what would she do you know that's like that's when I, we talked before we started recording about uh, I did this kind of writing for the gratitude letters for 30 days and that idea came up to me when I went for the coffee and i took myself for the coffee because i was like in such a shitty situation at the time and i was thinking like what would this do and just like take you out for something nice and i took myself for a coffee and a little cookie Mm. you know but it's not something like we're talking about a long time you know that didn't happen overnight um it's it takes time to learn these things i think
1: yeah yeah have you ever heard of the concept of reparenting
0: uh yes, but I don't know if our mm. listeners have ever heard about it.
1: So yeah, it, it's essentially. I think it applies maybe like child trauma, but uh, I guess any kind of trauma, as you say now, like somebody's giving you love, uh, and it's all of a sudden it's gone, and you have to learn to give it to yourself. So maybe your parent, your in your childhood, wasn't giving you love. You need it, and you need to learn to be a parent to yourself. I guess the same kind of arises from trauma in adulthood. Uh, You have Mm. to learn how to give the love to yourself, which somebody else was giving to you and all of a sudden is gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think there is another thing about, um, about death and maybe even this experience that I am having. And that's, you know, a lot of people think that grief is... Like about being sad, and it's about the first few weeks, and uh, that's not very accurate. Um, you know, grief is a kind of a roller coaster. I think I I, I told you right that uh, my best way I can describe grief is if you would went to an amusement park, and then somebody blindfolded you, put you on a roller coaster, and you go up and down, and but you don't know that you're on a roller coaster. You never know how high and when you're gonna go down, and for how long you don't know if the ride is going to end up today, tomorrow or or when it's like very complex things. You know, you don't go like people always think about these five stages of grief, like the denial, bargain, uh, anger, and one more and acceptance. Right. But it's, they were never meant as kind of linear stages. You don't go through them. And then you're like, now you're done. They were meant as like, these are five things that you can go through them, but you can like ping pong ball between them. You can be angry and then go to the denial and then go to a little bit of acceptance and then you go to bargain. You know, it's like not not linear. And I think that's what people struggle with because we like linear things. We like things go up. Mm. It makes sense, you know, steps. Maybe sometimes you go a little bit back, but then you go up. Like it's always up. <laughs> if not like right now, like at least over a long time, right? <laughs> <But> <laughs> you always see that like, all, like it goes back and forth, but over a long time, it's always up.
1: No, like <laughs> yeah, we do, like the hockey stick graph. Yeah, has, uh, yes, yes. The line goes always up. Um, yeah, that's my question to you. Uh, have you? Do you consciously know, or are you aware that you went through all of these stages?
0: Um, am I'm probably still going. To be honest, um, yes, and different intensities. Yeah. I probably could pick up moments for every one of them. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because also, you know, those stages are not like, and now you are five days in this stage and there your week is over and you're beginning. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. That's what I'm asking. Yeah? I, I want to like portray it also for the listeners. Like, uh, no, it's uh, very, yeah. it's very, it can be, you know, sometimes you're in a stage for a few hours, even maybe less. Like, you know, I remember like I was, uh, you know, working, one day and it wasn't just like normal day, you know, I was, I was at work for some, I do few, few, few weeks, maybe even a few, no, more like a few months, you know, down the road. And I had this meeting and I walked out and the meeting went well. Everything went well. Everything was great. I was thinking about work. Like my mind mm-hmm. was on the work. Like, 100%. And I felt this like, uh, how to describe it? Like, I was just overwhelmed with emotions and I needed to get out. And I went to the bathroom and I crawl up and I cried and I had no idea why. That just like that happened, you know? Like out of nowhere. I I wasn't thinking about it. And nothing happened that that would like triggered something. You know, something's like sometimes I I go somewhere and people say something but or I see something and and it triggers the emotion. It triggers that I miss or triggers that uh, I don't know, like I was, you know, in a gallery and there was a picture of somebody being hanged and that, like, that's f- very like hard, but th- yeah. th- this moment, nothing happens. And, uh, and I was I still, you know, overwhelmed. So it's not like, you say like your emotions, sometimes they, 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 sometimes as we said in the beginning, you don't feel anything for some time and then it kind of overwhelms you, uh, completely out of nowhere. Um, and that's what it, That's what I'm saying, that grief is very unpredictable. And I've, like, from through talking and, and reading things about grief in various circumstances, you know, you will find out that the fact that people think that grief is over after some time, I think it's something that you will always have with you in some way. Not as strong, maybe, but well, probably not as strong, eh? but there is always part of it, right? And... I know the people that come like that. the grief just like few years down the line, they like the grief comes in another way because they didn't process something over it or whatever. Um, and that can happen as well. I'm not saying that happens to everybody, but there are people who also it happens, you know? So it's, you process it. And sometimes, you know, to be really honest, like there were days where, I don't know, I just had f- drinks or days when I would just, try to distract myself with work. And I, sometimes I wanted to be distracted. I just didn't want to deal with it consciously. Sometimes it was unconscious, you know, maybe I had a drink because my mind didn't want to deal with it. But sometimes it was like a very conscious decision that today I'm just going to go and do something because I just don't want to think about it. Like it takes a lot of energy to process the things and, and then to, to be with it sometimes. And sometimes you just mm. don't want to
1: So you're talking about distraction. Uh, and distracting yourself and my question uh yeah a lot of people with trauma uh Mm. sometimes go to destruction mode yeah have you experienced that
0: yeah i think so um i think there was the there was the moment when i was very close to to kind of following this because i don't know if it was really distraction mode to, to be honest but i was just like uh it was always involved drinking uh, or something, and there was like, you no, know, when you when you are depressed and you drink, it does not help you; just makes everything worse. And then, um, yeah, you know, and it went from thoughts like, I'm gonna leave Czech Republic, leave everything behind, not tell everybody, and I'm gonna become monk in the. In India, by the way, very, how, very, how is very expensive, ah, very
1: expensive. Is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you if you to, want to <laughs> become Jay Shetty, it's very expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay. Yeah. Th- like the ones that I found, I didn't do extensive research, to be honest, right? It was just in that moment. And it was like, you have to pay for it. I was like, I'm trying to escape everything and the money and I have to pay for it. I'm like, fuck, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first
1: of all, I, I, I had the same kind of thoughts, uh, what? probably beginning of really now maybe a year ago mm. but the same kind of thoughts like yeah i want to seclude myself go somewhere uh i wasn't really uh, thinking india and monk uh I, I but i was thinking monk uh i was thinking uh, like a greek island somewhere with uh, like these old uh, orthodox monks <laughs> uh it's interesting yeah like like this the same kind of idea we we haven't talked about this uh but no, if, no. If this comes, like all of a sudden uh millennials or what are we yeah if we are millennials uh want to become
0: a monk uh at, at, at a certain <laughs> stage in life yeah I, I don't know if it was because of that but <laughs> because i'm a millennial i just i just wanted to get away from everything uh, just yeah. like, i felt like i'm too much i felt like i'm making people worse And they would be better off if I'm not there. Mm. And also, it would mean that I wouldn't have to deal with them, which was like I think the other part of it. So Mm. that was that was kind of, uh, and you know, it comes back to something that I I kind of start talking a little bit about, and that's when somebody who who was really close to you die, uh, maybe even maybe it doesn't have to be even this, but in this instance, let's say it's not just about a person. You know, I remember. Few weeks after uh, after this passed away, I went to uh, this therapy group for people who who have somebody who died by suicide, somebody close to them, and um, and yeah, and like I thought, like people are gonna be crying, and it's gonna be like in this uh, TV show and they say, "Hey, I'm a Dan, and you know my girlfriend died," and uh, but it's it doesn't look like it at all you know it's uh there are emotions some people sometimes cry and it happens but it's a lot more like the emotions are there like you can f- you can feel it you can sense it but they are not like expressed if that makes any sense and um, mm. s- sometimes but not all, like a lot of times they are not expressed i feel like they're they're there like you can sense it like there's a lot of silence. Is, it,
1: is it like we walk into the room and something instantly changes
0: or Mm, I'm, I'm trying to to portray depends. it. Maybe like in the first first, like when somebody new comes in, then I would say yes. Mm-hmm. If you are already there for for a few times, I would say um, it's more like it also depends in what kind of mood people come in. Like the whole meeting's kind like, of the same way with the people, or that depends. But sometimes the you, over the meeting you get in the same wave. Um, mm. You know, sometimes we have meetings where we bitch about things. And that comes to the fact that it, so there are emotions, there's a lot of silence, a lot of silence, like you know, moment when people just don't talk, and there's like this you 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 kind of hear the the unspoken emotions, I guess, that are just there. And then we talk about all kinds of other things, about our jobs, other relationships, friends, family. Um because the thing is when somebody who is so close to you dies, it impacts a lot of other things in your life as well. It also impacts you like it it for me, it brought up a lot of the insecurities and traumas I had. I think it's kind of made them stronger yeah um and that's uh, um yeah, so you you kind of like you have a lot of questions, you know um. And if we, if we, if we go to why the podcast is here, uh, you know, I remember I, I, some months, I, it was like beginning 2020, probably I moved to a new apartment and, uh, I was there. I finally sort out, it sort out all the things from, you know, of, of Liz and, and, and mine and what we had together was been, uh, it has taken a lot of time because i sort out the box and sometimes sorting a one box would took me a week because it took a lot of energy and so i finally sort out everything i was sitting on my couch and this was supposed to be the moment you know that like a lot of people told me about okay now you're gonna start a new life the life with just you you know the life without this, this is your life your, your new life i guess and I was sitting on a couch and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what, what, what I'm doing, like what I'm supposed to do right now. And do I want to seek, keep my job? Do I want to change my job? Do, do I not want to work? Do I want to hang out with the same people? What things I want to let go? What things I want to keep? Cause you know, like. There have been some people, there's very few people. I was lucky that I didn't have that many people around me that said, like, no, you need to just make a big line. And then that's what happened. And now your life is this. But for me, it doesn't work that way because, you know, Liz impacted in many ways how I live my life. Um, you know, because of her, I increased my passion for South America and for cooking. And, and I like more the color green. And I remember to bring presents to people when they first birthday. Not as, not always, but much more than before. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I became kinder because of her, because she was one of the kindest persons I've ever met. And some of those things I want to keep, you know? It's not like I want to live her life or something. But there are things that we did together and that I love to keep them. I don't want to lose them because they are good things, you know? Um, so, yeah, so I had all these questions and I had no answer, basically. And I didn't know what to do. And I was, I'm very like, I've been in a situation when I don't know what to do. And I'm like, basically, okay, take an action. And I was taking action, but I was like, I'm walking somewhere, but I don't know why. And I, I laugh, like, I, for me, it's very important that I know why I do these things. And I didn't know. I, I was like, okay, step here. And pe- people told me, like one of a friend of mine, who by the way went through similar experience as I, and she was like, do things that makes you happy. And I was like, yeah, okay. I went for a cake and I went to the gym and it was nice, but I'm like, but why I'm doing it? You know, like, what's the point? Okay. Now mm. I'm in the gym. Okay. I, I've, it's nice. It's a pleasurable thing to do, like to get out for me, at least, you know, <laughs> Not for everybody, it's pleasurable to be in the gym, <laughs> but for me it was. Uh, but then like, why, you know, what's the, what's the points. Um, and that's how I was, uh, as I talk to people about it, that's where somebody said it sounds like your inner a bro in compass is broken. That's where that's the, what I was
1: going to say, yeah. <laughs> that's it, you, it seems we are getting to the name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's how the name, um, of the podcast, uh, came together. And the mm. idea was, we you know whenever I don't know what to do in certain situation, I go online and I try to read things and, um, a lot of different things or talk to a lot of different people. Everybody tells you something. You always, I think, have to figure out yourself in the end. But it's I, that inspiration kind of find me. And I know like I align with this or I don't align with this. And the, yeah, there is not much, you know, about no, not many people write about it. There's not many guys who write about uh, there's a lot of like older women and guys who write about what is it experience grief of losing somebody close there's not really that many guys if you if you you look at around the internet there are basically no guys around 30 or or younger who write about these experiences and so that's not something I can relate to it and also like yeah I, I like to talk to people so I was like why why reading where I could just go and talk to people I know and ask them about hey how was it when you were last time lost in your life and what did you do about it? And as I said, you know, the idea is not to get kind of checklist and this is what you're going to follow. And this is how you, you know, because it, we would get to it in your episode and it yeah. would basically mean get a kid, get, get a wife, get a house. <laughs>
1: no, that's <not> a thing.
0: <laughs> And I can uh, tell you
1: that I'm still in therapy. It's, it's, <laughs> none of these things uh,
0: are the things. Um, um, no, but it's about telling the stories and, and, uh, and showing people that, you know, we all have our lives. We all sometimes feel stuck. by the way, I, I was trying to see if there are some statistics about like how many people feel lost in their life. Th- there is no statistic like this. I don't know why it's interesting. Uh, first point, but there, there are some statistics about how many people feel stuck and there's a couple of studies and most of them find uh, out, you know, guess how many people you think are stuck in their life. Well, you sent me the notes, so I know it's 70%. Oh, you saw it, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's so fair. Uh, yeah, 70%. And it's, it's, you know, there's nothing bad about being lost in life, I think. Uh, but we don't talk about it much. And uh, I thought, okay, I want to talk to people. Uh, because the stories are powerful. Like every day you tell your story to yourself of who you are and uh, what, how that the fit world around you fits with, with you and all the other things. So it, I think it makes sense, right? And by the way, uh, funny funny thing, uh, I've recently heard there's a new uh, research and they were basically, they let people read two types of stories. Uh, no, sorry, one 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 story. So different type of groups of people and they read all the same story. And it changed their heart rate. But the thing which is interesting is that the heart rate synchronized. So that's how powerful stories are. They can... Change your hierarchy, and that it was synchronized. And these people they haven't met; yet. they 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 just read the story in maybe different rooms or something. The hardware changed to the same way.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I like how scientific you go uh about this, and I, I think yeah, there's a lot of kind of yet to be discovered on uh, how this works, uh, and also the concept of telling stories. Yeah. The stories we tell about ourselves, yeah, Mm. Uh, and how we perceive ourselves, yeah, in those stories, um, how we present ourselves to the world. Um, I think that's quite a big thing uh, in terms of mental health, yeah. When you think about it, it's like, what do I tell people about myself? What do I Mm. I tell people about what I experience, where I've been, uh, what I do? Uh, it's, it's sometimes I, I do have these, these, uh, thoughts myself, like I see myself sometimes at work as uh, a financial cleaning lady, uh, as in, yeah, uh, like <laughs> minimum wage job, uh, pushing like numbers in Excel sheets and making it all tidy. But another day I might be doing the same thing. I feel like I'm a financial rocket scientist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, And it's literally just about the story you tell yourself about yourself. And the one other thing uh, Mm. I I let you go like kind of, uh, talking for for quite a bit, but I want to come back to this uh, because Mm. I I found it quite interesting. Uh, when you mentioned people, uh, in the, in the sessions where people, close people died by suicide, uh, meetings. Like there's a lot of silence, and that's that's quite interesting, yeah. Um, like, and you say you feel the emotions. You kind of uh, it's quite intense, mm. and I guess is that silence. Does it seem very appropriate at that moment? Yeah, that's what I want to ask. Yeah.
0: And so if, if you're asking about do people feel comfortable with the science? Mo- lot more. I've at least i cannot speak for the other people right but mm-hmm. i feel like it's much more okay because sometimes it's long so it, it gets uncomfortable as well for us i think um but it lost it's a lot less weird there mm-hmm. than anywhere else
1: interesting so the, the reason i ask is yeah now i live in the UK for seven years. Uh, I'll be leaving soon. But something I noticed, like when I lived in Switzerland with my friends there, it was much more natural to have silence. Like you wouldn't, you would go out, we would go, I don't know, play badminton, uh, sit on a train together and it would be completely fine to sit in silence. Like we don't have to talk. Uh, Like there's not this obligation of like, words coming out of your mouth and mm. i felt very comfortable with that uh and that's kind of why i'm asking yeah like uh I, I, and i think it, it gives you much more time to really process and and go deeper with the person you're with whereas yeah i think i'm, I'm trying to relate to what you were saying then uh also and you know uh yeah police died by suicide and uh, you go out with friends and they talk about something which seems completely unimportant. It's, it, it's really like, I guess, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it might seem to you as a, as a small talk of, of sort, Yeah. Mm. That uh, it's, it's completely pointless at that moment. Uh, mm. And maybe you'd rather have the silence, maybe the hug maybe the yeah just kind of uh and i think the silence is very underrated yeah, in our western society in those terms yeah mm. i think i yeah, agree it's um how is it how is it over there where are you where you're now Yeah, in latin america is everybody kind of uh I, I, <laughs> don't have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have all the
0: time i don't have feel
1: for, for that culture that much
0: um yeah i've never I guess, really I guess like immersed myself also, in it they also talk more i think it's much easier here to get to a kind of a deeper talk or when people talk more about their uh, emotion the hardship like it's more acknowledged here um by the way, I don't know why, but I had this feeling like from what I heard here in, in Buenos Aires, everybody in Argentina goes to therapy. Like, it's, really? it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Apparently, everybody who has money for it. Okay, to yeah. be to be honest, but um, yeah, I, f- I think that's um, yeah. That's it's much easier to get very quickly to to much deeper topics here. I think than uh, in in Europe. But the silence, yeah, they're, they're not very, they like to talk a lot. That's, that's okay. for sure. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. So
1: we kind of covered the month or two months after after Liz died, and now you're in Buenos Aires. So I think we need to feel maybe a little bit in between to give the listeners a flavor of how we
0: got here. How we got here? Well, the, the idea was born of the of the podcast which uh, of course wasn't like i thought about it because you know that between the time i sit uh, on the couch i thought about having a podcast and then we recorded the first episode in may (laughs) that's quite some time (laughs) Uh, but i think it needed that time and uh, i think we should let whatever happens uh after after that May for another episode, if people want to hear more about my story, if they're, if they're interesting. And, um, yeah, I think, I think this, we have talked about why, why the podcast is here. Right. And, uh, it's about the stories. It's also partially my, uh, self therapy of, uh, talking to other people. Um, I also do it because I do enjoy these conversations like this one or any other that I had, uh, you know, I never do it for other reason. Like I will always have conversations that I enjoy, you know, um, and, um, well, what else, what else should we uh, say about the podcast? What what else is important?
1: So what's, what's uh,
0: the, what's, what will the listener get out of it? That's a great question. Um, so I think it's about, sharing the stories. So for me, it's an inspiration. It's something you can to relate to it. It's for people to, to know that they are not alone. That people go through similar things. You know, I'm not the last person who lost somebody. I'm not the last person who feel lost or stuck. We all do feel at some point in our lives and we all will lose somebody probably, you know, it's very unlikely that you're going to live your life and you're never going to lose somebody close to you. I mean, and if you, if if you do, then you probably died, you know, <laughs> before that. So, um, so I think that's, that's, uh, that's one thing. Um, the other part is, uh, also listening to how my journey progressed, because now we talked about what happened, right? There is more to it. If people are interested, we're going to talk about it. And, um, I think it's, uh, we will have some actionable points because at every end of the every interview I ask people what's the one thing, one step that people can take to to fix their broken compass uh, something very concrete. We did it in the first episode. I'm still doing it. Uh, there are some really cool tips by the way, so that's something that people can look in, look forward to. and yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of fun and a little bit of sadness and a little bit of everything in between uh, and lots of stories. there are some really uh, good uh, story. So I think it's going to be fun. Hopefully to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah sounds great. Uh, I think you have uh, endless, uh, endless pool
1: of uh, yeah uh, guests. Endless pool of stories uh, can go on for literally forever. Uh, I was kind of yeah thinking about this yeah. Uh, uh, for you yeah what what's the mission and vision as as they say and when would the podcast mission be, be really like fulfilled but at least for my for myself uh when i think about it, it's probably never yeah it's uh <laughs> the, the point maybe is just to talk about it
0: yeah there is uh, always more stories uh, to share um yeah that, that makes, uh, there's always more, more stories to share, more, more things to experience, you know, every story is different.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. I just want to also, uh, I think, uh, for the sake of time, uh, I, I would say, yeah, uh, we don't need to make this too long, uh, but the things I would like to acknowledge here, um is uh we we haven't talked about uh yeah what uh or how uh Liz died of suicide and it's completely fine we haven't talked about uh how uh maybe every little detail of yeah exactly what happened, but that's also fine yeah it's mm. it's not something uh i guess it's very intimate in in a sense uh i know little details and i i'm curious myself as well but again also for the listener i don't think this is important yeah important is the story important is the way that uh, yeah um we deal with it rather than the nitty-gritty details of yeah uh what how what's exact uh what was written where uh, who reacted how uh, that that seems more gossip rather than substance yeah
0: and if it's uh if it's really important to the listeners and they want to know you can uh, always uh, give me a suggestion about what 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 we should include in the episode or if you want to actually hear about my story I want this uh, podcast also be enjoyable. Uh, it will always be enjoyable for me, so I'm good with doing it, but I also wanted uh, that, um, gets the, that the guests the listeners get the most of it. So if you have any suggestion, you can uh, always uh, reach out. Yeah, where can people find you? Your Instagram, <laughs> email, whatever. Perfect. Social uh, media profiles. There are, there are two, three best ways so you can reach out to me. You can send me an email at the uh, beseda.dan at gmail.com or you can reach out uh, via Instagram at uh, danik Um and or you can join the, the discord community that I'm uh, trying to build where you'll be able to talk to me, other guests but also other listeners where you will be able to share your stories, ask questions um, and maybe just find people who are at the same point in life and, and share some moments. At the Discord is uh, Broken Compass Discord, and you will find all these links in the description of the episode. Perfect, I like that. Love it, building a community from the get go. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, what else we should say? What could people look forward to? Right what what should you look forward to peter <laughs> well i'm looking forward to yeah uh, at least
1: uh a few of the people i know and many of the i don't uh, who will share their stories and we probably have many many more coming so
0: yeah so the first episode is with peter it's uh it's uh, it was a really awesome talk. so you can listen uh, listen to it you will hear about uh, peter's stories and how he felt lost in... uh the way we met, which is really cool, because we met, uh, and the part of the story includes the most expensive uh, well, psychological clinic or therapy treatment uh, facility addiction treatment in the world, the most expensive one. And um, then you will be able to uh, hear Ines, which is a Belgian uh, psychologist, entrepreneur, and speaker who uh, had burnout, and then she quit her job, went around traveling the world. And now she's helping other people with burnouts and she still keeps traveling and uh, she has a lot of fun stories to share. And also, for example, to uh, Jay Adams, who is my barber, but he's also an MMA fighter, entrepreneur. Uh, he used to be a gangster uh, very, from very rough neighborhood in the UK and made it to, to entrepreneur with a lot of different things. So there's a lot of interesting people with a lot of different stories, and you can look forward to it every Tuesday since the launch. Oh, wow. So launch coming, uh, or enter date here. Launch <laughs> uh. <laughs> will, uh, will be at the it will be November 2022, probably towards end of it, but we don't have to accept perfect.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, it was great honor to be a host of the first episode of Broken Compass, and I get the double honor of being also the the first guest. And uh, yeah, maybe down the line at some point uh, we, we we're do gonna, this again. We're gonna um, definitely
0: do another episode, <laughs> <laughs> recording
1: yeah. guests. Yeah. looking forward to that. Perfect. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Have a good evening, uh, wherever yeah. you are, probably a good day. And. Signing off from the Broken compass.
0: Yeah, and thanks everybody for uh, listening. Uh, let us know what you think about the episode. Uh, reach me out through any way that's uh, good for you and we will hear you next Tuesday. Ciao, ciao.